So we all know that NBA All-Star Weekend is not only a week of excitement for those. will usually be an excitement for fans, but usually it's known to be a place where women can go out and exploit their talents, if you will. And, um, you know, th- this has been something that's been going on for the longest time now. Obviously, a lot of these girls are looking to be chose by uh, NBA players, get picked up and have a night to remember with some of these guys and possibly get paid or possibly flown out in the future. Well, because of COVID, um, that, that's, like, that's less likely to happen. But, it, it, you know, still, a lot of these, these, these girls are relentless, and I got to give them some props, man. I mean, it's National Women's Month, so I'm not going to uh, go too hard and grill some of these girls that are doing what they're doing because they have a reason. And I think, you know what, they have a right. They have a right to do that. Uh, but they also have a right to uh, suffer the consequences as well. And uh, when I found this article, I was like, yo, this is wild. I was actually just talking to my dad about this uh, the other day. So uh, this is on Bro Bible, and it says here that Instagram models are reportedly sleeping in cars and U-Haul vans during an Atlanta All-Star weekend because hotels are packed. Now, if that doesn't say that that's dedication, look, I don't know what is, okay? So the article says here, uh, having an NBA All-Star Weekend in Atlanta was probably not the best idea. Yeah, it probably wasn't. Um, I think, I'm not sure if they still have restrictions, but the thing is, is that they're still going to party no matter what. So, um, yeah, I wouldn't have I wouldn't have had it in Atlanta, but, you know, they never foresaw this coming, I guess. Last week, NBA Commissioner Adam Silver assured people that fans would be deterred from going to Atlanta because there would be no official events hosted, hosted by the league in the surrounding area. We don't want people to gather for the events around this all-star game. There will be absolutely no social functions in Atlanta, no ticketed events, no parties. It is made for a television event at this point. It's largely it's largely in Atlanta because where Turner Sports is located, who will host the event. That's why we are there. So we agree with the mayor, the mayor being, I believe it's Keisha Lance Bottoms. And for the record, there are parties. Um, now, they may not be designated towards the All-Star game, but they're still partying in Atlanta. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's it, you know, that, none of that really matters. So, um, and I guess throughout the article, you know, you have a lot of, uh, I'm just looking at some of these pictures here. Oh, it also says, unfortunately, club promoters have been promoting All-Star weekend for parties for weeks, and the city is already packed with people. And now, I mean, here's the thing. You're seeing all these girls that go down there. And this is where a lot of them make their bones, man. A lot of them make their bones uh, going to these all-star weekends, man, and getting connected. And that's where, and to be honest, let, let me just say this about women for a second, man. Look, I love women. But you cannot argue. Women are some of the biggest hustlers, man. When, when a woman wants something, okay, she's going to go get it. So much so that they want to sleep in hotels and U-Hauls. And I'm looking at a lot of these pictures here. And, like, there's a there's a picture, there's a video of a woman getting out of a, a U-Haul and using it as a hotel room. Um, and then, you know, you have women that get on Twitter and they're talking about they're having a good time in Atlanta. Excuse me, inside of a U-Haul. And they're partying in U-Hauls, man. <laughs> like, you know, this is something, man, you know, you got to admire a woman's hustle. Because ain't nothing going to stop her from getting what she wants, man. Nothing will stop her from getting what she wants. Whether it be the the body that she wants, whether it be the man that she wants, or the career, a woman will work her ass off to get that. So, 
you know, shout out to the women out there that are working for something. And I'm not, you know, I see a lot of guys that are, you know, that are making making fun of uh, some of these girls. And uh, I think it's funny. I think it's hilarious to me that, you know, women are like, you know, oh, no hotels. I bet I'm going to go ahead and get this. You <laughs> like you got to respect the hustle, man. So this is just a fun little article I wanted to talk about uh, for All-Star Weekend, man, because I heard like I heard stories about All-Star Weekend. I've heard some crazy shit, man. Some crazy stuff. Like one of my homeboys, I think they had. A, they, he he was in the one in uh, I think was it L A or I can't remember where they were at. It was within the last like three years, but he told me that he worked an event. Him and a company he was with, they worked an event, and he said the girls just came out in flocks, man. Like they came out in flocks, ready, just ready to go, ready to pounce on the first piece of meat that they saw. Um, but yeah, the relentlessness, gotta love it. Cancel culture is one of the most powerful things, I think, in the year 2020. And also it's leaked into the year 2021, and it's actually gotten stronger since then. Uh, the fact that they're now wanting to cancel Pepe Le Pew, which was, who was a Warner Brothers character for the Looney Tunes, is the wildest shit I've ever heard of in my life. And when I got the news or when I saw the news, I was like, man, what what, what in the world? Like, what is going on here? They're canceling a cartoon like <laughs> that's just how sensitive I think society is, man. But, you know, I here's the thing. I, let, let me read the article. I'm just check this out. A New York Times colonist raises a stink about the Looney Tunes Pepe Le Pew. In the live action Space, two, Space Jam 2 scene that was filmed by the pic's first director, Terrence Nance also reported in July of 2019, Nance left the production with Malcolm D. Lee as he took over. Under the direction of Lee, Pepe Le Pew was eliminated from the sequel a while ago and never and it was never made to be animated for the live action footage which was shot. According to the sources who saw a rough cut three months ago, they did not see any kind of cameo of the skunk. I understand that Pepe is firing from Space Jam 2. A new legacy has nothing to do with the remarks that were made by the New York Times below. But wait until you hear about the scene with Pepe that was cut. Oh, see, this is crazy. Pepe was set to appear in a black and white Casablanca-like Ritz Cafe sequence. Pepe, playing a bartender, starts hitting on a woman at the bar played by Santo. He begins kissing her arm when she pulls back and slamming Pepe into the chair next to hers. She then pours her drink on Pepe, slaps him hard, sending him spinning around the stool. See, that would have been funny, man. That, I mean, I think that would have been funny just for, you know, for a sequence sake, but, you know, whatever. Um, when stopped by LeBron James's hand... James and Bugs Bunny are looking for Lola, and Pepe knows her, her whereabouts. Pepe then tells the guys that Penelope the cat has filed a restraining order against him. <laughs> James makes a remark in the script that Pepe can't grab another Looney Tunes without their consent. Oh, man. Upon learning about the scene that was cut, uh, Santo was upset, according to her spokesperson, that the singer-actress has been a victim of sexual harassment and has spoken out about it since then. Uh, back in February in 2018, the multi-Grammy winning Humberto uh, Gattaca to empower uh, women to stand up against sexual predators and sexual harassment. Even as a, as a non-profit, Glam with Grease, which slams the empower victims of domestic violence to change their lives for the better. Santo took joy in shooting the Space Jam sequel scene with Pepe because the skunk finally gets his compu uh, finally gets his 
What does that say? Oh, comeuppance. Wow, I've never seen that word before. Um, wow. So basically, they're they're canceling Pepe Le Pew. Um, oh man, I've never. I I didn't think you could cancel uh, a uh, a cartoon character, but they they most certainly did. Um. Mm, 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 mm. Um. Let me say this about Pepe Le Pew though. Um. I remember I remember watching the show. And, you know, if you look at a lot of cartoons from back in the day, um th- uh, things are obviously different. I think Pepe Le Pew was um I think he was created like in the what the 40s or 50s or 60s somewhere around, around those lines and you look at how, you know, and nowadays men can't pursue women like that anymore. Um I mean, you just can't. Now, I'm of the belief that uh, I am of the belief that if you are um, somewhat, I mean, obviously, your approach can't be too, you know, too creepy, because I think that, you know, back then you can make a woman an object of your desire. But now there's too many women. And and, and for the record, um, you have to change your approach. And now they're saying that Pepe Le Pew is uh, contributing to rape culture. And uh I can't not see it, but I don't think it's that serious. Like, I, I'm confused as to why they would cancel a cartoon. Like, cancel him. Um, like, you look at all the old... Um, who's another dude that used to come on too strong with uh, with, with other other characters in the show? Um, Johnny Bravo. Johnny Bravo. I wonder if they're going to cancel him now. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny Bravo was always the one going, Hey, baby, how's it going? <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Johnny Bravo. Uh, what about when Michael Jackson was on that? Uh, the way you make are they gonna cancel that too? The way you make me feel when he's following this one girl all around town, <laughs> dancing and doing hip thrusts. <laughs> like this is this is this is crazy, dude. This is nuts. You going to cancel me? Why would you cancel Pepe the Pew? <laughs> oh man. Oh. Dude, this cancer culture shit is real, man. This is so real. Who else are they going to cancel? I know they didn't cancel Paw Patrol. Oh, they didn't even canceled Dr. Seuss, man. Like, Dr. Seuss. They're probably going to cancel Tom and Jerry. I mean, yeah, it's just, man. I'm telling you, you guys got to be careful. You People got to be careful, man. And, like, with this, in the whole, you see the Me Too thing is coming back now. Um, Me Too's back. And I'm pretty sure they're going to cancel. Here's the thing. I want to see this movie Space Jam 2 for what it is. And I think that what made the first Space Jam so good is that it was uh, everything was off limits. You know, uh, there is even a scene. Um, oh, look at the, this article. Conservatives want you to be mad that Lola Bunny is not hot anymore. Yeah, they changed everything. Lola Bunny was the bad chick in the uh, in the in the in the in the first one. Now she looks like uh, I don't even know what she looks, she looks like. a I don't, I don't know. Like, now she's wearing, like, tights because, look, Lola Bunny, I've never heard of Lola Bunny. They must have just created her. But she went from wearing little booty shorts, and now she's wearing, now she's, you know, it's not as much skin. And, you know, th- you could totally tell, man, that this is kind of a, a, so- a social gesture. to And, and, and granted, it is, it's also a way to show that women can also, at least for this film, it's going to show that women can also play basketball and look more than decent and not have to show skin, which I totally, I totally understand that. They even gave her an armband. 
They gave her an armband now. So I wonder what they're going to do with their character in this movie. I don't think it's going to be as good as the first one. Um, but to LeBron James's credit, I do think that he is a better actor than Michael Jordan. That's the only thing I'll give him. All right, That's not me even hating, but... Yeah, because Lola Bunny came in there, man. They did. They went out of their way in the movie. I remember when they first met in the gym, and Bugs Bunny was like, "Yo, I got, I got to get me some of this, man." And uh, they, when she was walking, they had her, they had her hips switching, and you, you might not see that in this other film, but yeah, man, this, uh, I, I'm still gonna see it though. I'm still interested to see Space Jam too, but they're still going out of the way to cancel a cartoon character. This is nuts. So after many years of waiting, the Dallas Cowboys have finally decided to put a ring on it and wife up their light-skinned honey, Dak Prescott. Uh, this was a long. This was definitely a long time coming, man. I think that um, it's a move to me that made sense. Um, I think that Dak is a fine quarterback. Don't think that he's a quote-unquote franchise quarterback, but um, I think that this is something that he deserves. I think that he was a soldier throughout. I think that he played well until his injury, and I think that the Cowboys owe him. They owe him a contract, just flat out. They owe him. So I'm surprised that Jerry Jones actually did this. I really am. And I'm trying to also figure out what what the big issue was uh, the first time around. Now, I, th- I think they offered him like a five-year deal or a six-year deal, but for less money. So now he gets less years and more money. Uh, so... Look, he finagled it, man. He got the bag, so. Please to be joined. Oh, yeah, so I'm doing a a backdrop video to uh, on ESPN's, uh, I can't remember what this guy, Scott Van Pelt show. So I thought this would be a good backdrop, seeing as how it's a little early in the morning. By our friend Tim Hasselback. And Tim, as I mentioned earlier in the show, this always felt like it would happen. That maybe it was more expensive. Well, not maybe. It was more expensive because they dragged their heels. Four years of buck sixty. What's your reaction to this? My reaction initially, Scott, is good for you, Dak, because, you know, in this game where guys get cut, don't make money that they maybe think they're scheduled to make, Dak Prescott bet on himself in a big way, like turned down life-changing money to play on a franchise tag, and he's been rewarded for it. Very few guys. Yeah, but here's the thing. I think that if Dak Prescott played on the franchise tag this year and then actually stayed healthy, part of me thinks that the Cowboys would have let him walk because... In my humblest opinion, I don't think that Jerry Jones is really fond of Dak. He likes Dak as a person. And to me, Dak is a guy who's very well buttoned up. You can count on him uh, to not say the wrong things. You can count on him to not rock the boat with the team. He's a good leader. He shows really great leadership quality, uh, has leadership quality. I think that um, he's a guy who you can trust in interviews to not mess things up. And they need somebody like that on the Cowboys, Uh, especially... Um, now that you have that idiot Mike McCarthy, you can't really trust Zeke to say anything correct. Nobody on the defense is competent enough. So, yes, you need a good face of the franchise that's going to um, show, give the Cowboys some prominence and a little more respect around the league as opposed to being a dumpster fire and, and within an organization. Uh, being ran by that nut job Jerry Jones. Do that successfully. He did it, and so... Look, I think, good for you, man. It's awesome. It rarely happens. Yeah, no, it, it, you're right. It really does happen. But the reason why it happened is because I think that the Cowboys kind of sort of felt like we've been kind of stringing Dak along for a while now, you know? And, it, you know, it's kind of like when a guy's getting ready to marry a girl and you give her hopes. 
You keep giving her hopes, and then all of a sudden you just cut her loose. You know, after five, after seven years of dating, you know, it's like, when's he going to finally make it official? When's he going to make it official? And then all of a sudden, he's like, ah, no, nah, we're not going to commit. Well, then, what the hell? But the good thing is, is that even if, if they didn't commit to Dak, there would have been other teams that would have came in, and they would have possibly uh, given Dak a shot to win the starting job. But to me, Dallas just makes the most sense. And I think that the Cowboys knew that that really wouldn't bode over well, especially given the climate that we're in right now, uh, where black athletes and just black people in general, uh, aside from the justice system, are being heralded, heralded now as uh, individuals who deserve uh, more, especially because the Cowboys organization isn't an organization that really has really had a black quarterback, uh, you know, actually be their franchise guy. But I also think that where the Cowboys were picking at it, number 10, they wouldn't have been able to get a quarterback that they wanted. Um, and nobody out of the draft that is anyone out of the draft that isn't named Trevor Lawrence uh, wouldn't have been worth it at, at the number 10 pick. I think that would have been a slight reach. Uh, but you have like four, maybe three guys going in the first round within the first maybe six, maybe the six picks. So I, mean, I, I kind of sort of think it made sense to sign Dak. All for that. I love the bet on yourself. And the guy's coming off an injury, too. So it is remarkable. It worked out. But you- it, it better work out. It better work out. Because I think that if it doesn't work out, I think Jerry Jones will give Dak maybe two years. Maybe two, maybe three years. And I think he, he has no problem with cutting bait with Dak. Because I think that Jerry Jones wants his white knight. I don't think he wants a, a mixed quarterback. Quiet as kept. Spend so much money, Tim, as we just showed, particularly on the offensive side for the three skill position guys. And then, like, the net net is what does it make them? What do you, what, where are they? It's interesting because you're right. They, they spend a bunch of money in the skill position players. I do still think they have a good offensive line. So, offensively, it should make them a team that's hard to defend each and every week, assuming Dak is completely healthy, which we have to think he would be. Yeah, they tied up a lot of that money. I know they signed Amari Cooper to that five-year deal. Uh, Zeke obviously got his money. Blake Jarwin, I think he got his money too. I could be wrong. And now you have Dak. So the pieces that are there, and and the offensive line for the Cowboys is still intact. Um, they have a lot of a lot of pieces that are going to be coming back this season that I think are going to contribute. And I think the Cowboys will be pretty good. I think they'll be fine. The only issue that I have is the defense, man on this contract they have a hole on defense though that that is the big no they have a whole lot of holes like i'm talking like more holes than swiss cheese bruh more holes than more holes than than uh what, what is that called the uh a golf tournament or whatever i can't i don't know what these golf tournaments are called anymore i was about to say daytona 500 but whatever they got a lot of holes on defense uh number one they're going to have to get some uh, some younger interior um, interior linemen. They're going to have to do that. Number two, they're going to need to get a more consistent linebacker. Because I think that Leighton Vander Esch is suffering. For, that neck injury is something serious, man. So they're going to have to do that. They need safety help. I would get another corner, preferably in the first round. Yeah, Cowboys are going to have some glaring issues. And we've seen that they can put up 50 points a game or, you know, 50 points or something like that. They can do all that. And they still lose because their defense is so bad. Like, their defense was terrible. Terrible this season. And if I'm not mistaken, wasn't, I think Rod Marinelli was the defensive coordinator. 
I think I could be wrong. Marinelli was the defensive coordinator and he got canned. So, I mean, you know, be sure I'm, I'm about to check into that, though. But I think Marinelli was the defensive coordinator. But so many issues, a lot of issues. And then what, what happens is, is that causes the team to implode, which is what Dallas does every year. Uh, you know, question mark for that football team. So unless they can beat the market on that side of the ball, I don't know how much different they'll be. Oh, in free agency, they're not going to be able to sign anybody. I mean, they, I mean that's, they're not too over the cap. But if I'm the Cowboys, I'm just going to look to really supplement the defense with younger talent. I'm not going to bring in any free agents. I think all the free agents that that should be brought in, you know, they don't need any aging linebackers. They don't need any aging corners or any aging safeties. They just need to get younger. And they are, for the most part, pretty young. Oh, I believe they also signed uh, Demarcus Lawrence as well to a deal. And they signed Jalen Smith to a deal. So, and I would I would kick the can on Sean Lee. I'm like, peace out, bro. Later. Let's just close with a big picture thought about this, this organization. As I said earlier in the show, they are popular, without doubt, and really without peer. They remain America's team. I get it. Look at this. These guys were 24 and 24 in the last three seasons. <laughs> and yet, they're, look, you know why they're America's team? They're America's team because um, America, while they have glitz, glamour, they have, you know, resources, they have all that, but they still tend to show some signs of mediocrity in society today. That's the Dallas Cowboys right there. That is why they are America's team. <laughs> That's why they are America's team. We got all this cool shit, man, but we still got a lot, a lot of other bullshit going on. So that's why Dallas is a reflection of America. We are a reflection of Dallas, America. Believe it or not, we really are. We really are. For fans, I get it, Steeler fans. Dallas. I'm joking. Or am I? Dallas. Great, you're popular. But do you matter where it matters? Can you win games in December and January and into February? I mean, where, where are you with that? What are they going to No, no, and no. No. Newsflash, the Dallas Cowboys, first of all, they're not even going to win the NFC East this year. I don't think they're going to win the NFC East because for as bad of a division as it is, you still have a team like Washington. I think if they can get some uh, a competent quarterback at the position, uh, somebody like a Sam Darnold, they have the weapons. Now, I do think that they it was kind of a reach to get Chase Young. I think they could have traded back. Uh, and looking back in hindsight, Chase Young did nothing to help them against the Buccaneers, really. Um, but they're, they're for, I mean, their defense is stacked. I mean, we're talking, we're talk, if we're talking their defensive line, I mean, that's, we're talking, that's like four pro bowlers or three pro bowlers, four actually, four pro bowlers on that defensive line. Um, I mean, and not to be biased, but the Eagles can also be in it, depending on the type of play that I think that you're going to get from Jalen Hurts. I think that he's somebody who can maneuver within the pocket and they're already going to commit to him in 2021. So now he gets a full offseason with some of these receivers, depending on how they do. But Dallas is going to win games this season. They'll win games. Um, but they're not going to win the big one. It's going to be a minute before they do that. I think the minute Jerry Jones decides he wants to step down as uh, the GM and also de facto, or head coach in the shadows, that's when I think they're going to start winning games. B, because of Dak. Well, because of Dak, I think they have the ability to potentially do it. 
look, when he's been healthy and started a full season, you know, he has never quarterbacked a team to an under 500 record. I mean, he's, he is that good of a player. Look, you want to debate, is he worth the money? Is he a top five player? You can do that all day long. He's, um, I would give Dak maybe top 15, maybe like number 15B. But I don't think that he's a top five quarterback. And he doesn't have to be. I don't think he really has to be because you have Zeke, who's a top five running back, uh, although he didn't play like it last season. I think that Dak is a good – he's a good piece that they need. Enough to win games late in the year, late in the season, and in the postseason. He is that good of a player. And so the question then is – The Cowboys are one and two in the playoffs, man. I believe they're one and two in the play, or one and three, one of the two. I can't remember, but they, yeah, they. I mean, they're not. They're really nothing special, man. I mean, even the year when they when they got the one seed, and they got blitzkrieged by the um, by the Packers. Then there was that year where they beat they beat a, a a broken down Seahawks team, only to get blown out by the Rams right after that. <laughs> so I mean, like, yeah. Can you surround him with enough good talent so that you can do that? You know, he already has enough good talent. Dak already that that team that team is full of all stars. Now I wonder if they're going to sign Philip Gallup to a deal. They should. Michael Gallup, my bad. Michael Gallup. I wonder if they're going to sign him to a deal. We'll have to see. That matters now going forward. They were six and ten a year ago. Look, can they be a ten win team if they get things right on the defensive side of the ball? Yes, they can because the NFC East is god awful. I think they can. I'm not disagreeing. The debates happen in the morning shows. We're, we're an early morning show. I'm not here to debate anybody as much as I am just to have a conversation. I, I, I'm just left with this, though, Tim. Look, before he got hurt, the only win they had is because Atlanta couldn't cover an onside kick, and they were having to play catch-up with New York in the game where, unfortunately, he got injured. So, I mean, to me, it's Super Bowl or bust, or I don't know what you're doing. Is that an unreasonable? Then it will be Bust. It will, it will be a bust. They're not going to win the Super Bowl this year or the next year or the year after that. Again, when you have Jerry Jones as the puppet master of your team, you're not going to win a Super Bowl because he's going to have, he doesn't want to, rel- he's on a power trip. He doesn't want to relinquish that power off to Mike McCarthy, who's a proven Super Bowl winning head coach. You saw what he was able to do with Aaron Rodgers in that team. And to me, this team has a lot more talent on the offensive side of the ball than what that Packers team had. So, uh, you know, uh, minus the quarterback, of course, but every, all the other pieces, I mean, yeah, he could, do, he could do some damage, man. Well, I think it is, you know, in year one of this new contract for him, the expectations need to be high because Mike McCarthy's the head coach. And, you know, there's a lot of coaches on that staff that have a lot of success and experience in the NFL. So, yeah, the expectation. Let me tell you this, too. If the Cowboys don't make the playoffs in the next two seasons, Mike McCarthy will be fired. He will be fired. Should be high. I think year one is probably a little too lofty. Again, because, because of things on the other side. Of- you want to talk about lofty expectations. The Cowboys are always picked to go to the Super Bowl every year. They're always picked to go to the Super Bowl. And they fall short by like five games. <laughs> they fall short. That fan base, I'm telling you. And the fan base is very divided on this, man. Because I think that you have some people within the Cowboys fan base that are happy Dak got the contract because D- Jerry had to do right by him. But then you also have some people... Um, that aren't happy about the contract, number one, because Dak Prescott is a black quarterback. You know, not, not to play the race angle, but 
Uh, yeah, they, they I mean, they don't want to see Dak Prescott. He's just he's basically like a black Kirk Cousins. So, yeah, the expectations are always high in Dallas, and it, it, they're unfairly high because Dallas, while they have a lot of talent, I just had a voice crack. While they have a lot of talent, they're not a good like team as a whole. So they need to get that figured out. And quite honestly, Mike McCarthy needs to do a good job coaching the football team. No, Mike McCarthy had better do a better job of coaching that football team. He'd better do it. He l- listen, the Cowboys, if they if they if they are blitzed out of the playoffs, here's, here's the thing. Jerry will give them a little more rope if they make it to the playoffs this season. OK, but if they go oh and two, if they if they go two years in a row without making it to the playoffs, I promise you. He will be fired. Awkward silence right now between Matt Hasselbeck. Oh, yeah. Off games during those four <laughs> years as you've won in the last quarter century. That's not too much to ask. Tim, as always, enjoy. T- yeah, so we'll have to see what the Dallas Cowboys do this year. I have a feeling they're going to win anywhere between, I'd say, seven to nine games, given the NFC East and given the schedule uh, that they play. They don't fix those problems on defense, man. They're screwed. But, you know, it is what it is.